Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, morning to you, time, too. Yeah, well, I guess it's morning time for us, huh? Right. Okay, well. It's morning somewhere on the planet. Okay. <laughs> You're right about that. This is a Myths and Men podcast. I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And we're here to help you live your life better. Yes. To make sense of things. And to maybe help ourselves, too, a little I think, bit. I think like, this is definitely self-psychology going yes, on right now. Yeah, we got to work on ourselves. True, so. indeed. Um, if you've been tuning in to the last couple of podcasts, we've been talking about mastery. Uh, right. We've been using uh, Aziz Ansari's show, Master of None, to kind of be the drop, backdrop for our conversations. Right. Um, and pretty much just helping guys understand that mastery is more than just your ability to control your ejaculation um, and to yes. dominate in the bedroom. Yes. Um, there are a lot, a lot of things that, that, that may be good for. You know what I'm saying? You know, just being able to be the man and the stud in the sheets may help you increase your self-esteem a little bit, but... That's it, not the, I wonder if we could create a mastery mm. pill. I don't know. There's no such thing as a mastery huh. pill, right? Nah, there isn't. I mean, it's probably called different things. It just depends on what you're looking for. You know, there may be a, a mastery plant, uh, <laughs> a, a mastery. Uh, no, uh, we won't go there. Okay, all right. Good. We, just, we <laughs> okay. do record in Georgia, and I don't want to yeah, right, right, exactly. With these folks out here. But yeah, so we just really the last two episodes have really just been talking about mastery, and really first episode we gave an introduction to what mastery is. Second, mm. intro, uh, second show we kind of highlighted again uh, master none and kind of use the episodes and kind of just different things and themes from that to really highlight that mastery is definitely more than just uh, sexual things it's relationship management it's time management it's self-mastery just in terms of making sure that you are becoming the best man possible and seeking mentors and all the themes that we kind of talk about a lot and so today's episode we're really just going to kind of give you more and more and more details specifically talking about the qualities of a mastered man right um kind of give you some questions to kind of think through um so that you can kind of be you know your own therapist in a sense um and, and really self-evaluate what's going on before you come see us or someone else right, right? these are some pre-game questions well everyone is on their own hero's journey true mm-hmm. right and we all have a life to live and I, you know, so one of my guys, you know, we were talking the other day and, and he asked me, uh, why do we do this work? Why, why is it that we have to look inside, you know, what's going on? And I, you know, I, I think of it like this, if I don't look inside, whatever's inside is going to take control over my life, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. the point is, is that we really do need to have a, a, a map, an internal, internal map mm-hmm. that we can really look at at and understand ourselves so the more we do this work and the more we understand ourselves the better human beings hopefully we become true and and then of course when we become better human beings we can have better relationships mm-hmm. we can um you know help help other people as well as ourselves mm-hmm. and so it's really important to do this work i think that a lot of guys think that therapy is all about um you know 
uh, boohooing and crying. Yeah, and, right. you know, so so I had a guy once say to me, uh, is this where I'm supposed to cry? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like on cue, right? And I was like, um, no, you know, it's like, no, I'll hold up a flashcard or right, something right, like right. that. I said, but it's not. It's 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 about getting in touch with our feelings, of course. But we really do need to understand ourselves. And how are we going to understand ourselves if we don't get a chance to look inside and really find out what's inside there? So I think that's part of the whole process here that we do here mm-hmm. with um, individuals. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think once guys understand um, and are able to kind of get a grasp on just again one understanding what the therapeutic environment is about what the relationship is about but then understand that there are different things that you know even when you feel like okay i came in initially because of this drama this trauma these things and now that has subsided or i've you know gotten over that the work's still not finished there's still other things that may need to be taken care of there's still other nooks and crannies and stuff that's lying underneath the surface that still may need to get dealt with so that you have mastery so that total right. life is something that's being uh increased and not just you having succeeded in this one little area or you know you're now not procrastinating and your time management is great you know there's still residual stuff right other things right? absolutely yeah. that's why i like this work mm-hmm. um you know i work I work on myself. You work on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we we look inward. Uh, we have to mm-hmm. in order to know ourselves and then be able to work with other men. I, I like this work because it's a constant discovery. We're mm-hmm. always living on the edge of life. Now we can get in the comfort zone and stay in the comfort zone and and you know, you know, stay in the Shire as we used to talk about the Lord of the Rings and never leave, mm-hmm. right? But as soon as we leave and and we're on this journey to discover who we are and to really understand ourselves as long as we're moving into areas of where we're going to have to be more vulnerable mm-hmm. take risk with people you know that's the sort of like living on the edge mm-hmm. and one of joseph campbell's uh quotes that i really like and i'm going to paraphrase it here you know he's, he basically said you know people aren't looking for the meaning of life but for the uh they're looking for the experience of being alive right right mm-hmm. And, you know, we can go through our daily routine and not notice life happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like if you're on the road and you take, uh, you know, you, you, you go to work every day and you're coming from home and you take the same roads every day. After a while, uh, you're not paying attention. You're right. just kind of thinking and driving uh, until there's a detour, until there's a roadblock and you have to go around things and go off off track. And then you realize, wow, I didn't know this this statue was here or this mm-hmm. monument here or this park was here or these houses were here and, and we find out something new mm-hmm. right and so mastery is really about that sort of discovery of um, what can really come out of me who, who am i really um when i face these unknown circumstances mm-hmm. and situations and uh, and i and i think that that can be really exciting it can be scary mm-hmm. absolutely scary but it is a work that I think when men do it, they actually feel rewarded. And and then, of course, that's maybe perhaps where we uh, become a little bit more wiser mm. as individuals. Yeah. So if those things aren't happening, you're doing it wrong. Right, right, right. Yeah, if you, <laughs> I agree. You right. know, it's like if we're not getting wiser, you know, there's right. uh, it's 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 what's that saying? Uh, a, uh, saging, not aging. Sa- that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I, you know, we need to become sages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to become elders. You know, um, I'm feeling that lately, and uh, no don't don't. Hey. <laughs> I saw David. those r- rolled your eyes at me. Okay, there you I go. I'll call you Elder David from here on out. <laughs> okay. But, all right. okay. All right. Well, Ooh. so 
we're gonna go over the list here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll jump in. So basically, um, first section we kind of want to jump into is guys getting you to think through things, right? We're gonna throw some questions at you to kind of give right. you some just just nuggets to kind of chew on, um, so that you know we can begin the conversation about hey, how does personal change take place? What does it look like to wrestle with certain tensions and mm-hmm. and and have certain questions? So these questions kind of be directed at you know just some. Not necessarily rhetorical, but just we just want you to have some kind of reflection, right? Um, and think through what it is that you know you have going on in your life. Yeah, here uh, are some here are some of the questions. Uh, you know, we can do these, or you know, we can have these questions when we go to therapy, or we can have these questions just in life and mm-hmm. when we're working on ourselves. So, I, I want you to think about your life for a moment. Uh, you know, and if you're watching or listening to this podcast, I want you to think about your life for a moment and really uh, do some self-exploration here. Mm -hmm. So the questions are, have you ever struggled with self-limiting beliefs that hinder your life in some way? You know, we can really have um, beliefs about ourselves that get in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we don't, we're not feeling quite confident Mm -hmm. or we don't really believe in ourselves. We don't trust our intuition. Um, And so these are, these are things that actually hinder us from going out and uh, taking those necessary healthy risks yeah. in life and to allow ourselves to be to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like I'm not good enough. I can't succeed like other men. I mean, when we do the comparison, right. com- what's that Compare. called? Compare and despair yeah. Yeah. Kind, of, yeah. kind of thinking. Comparison is a killer. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't get a lucky break in life. You know, that negativity, that kind of thinking, mm-hmm. or I'm less than others. Those are just a, a touch of some of the self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that guys have. So that's that's you know the first question. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I ask a lot of guys. You know, my you know we have we both have you're more uh, Freudian. Well, no Jungian. What would you what would you say is well, your like framework? Well, I was um, trained at Oxford University yeah. in psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. Um, they were more Freudian and Kleinian, yeah. but then later mm-hmm. on, I became more Jungian in okay. my practice and. Right. And my work with men. I always say Jung. Jung, excuse me. Oh, uh, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Uh, I don't want to disrespect you. Yeah, the guru. <laughs> uh, so for me, you know, my background, MFT, so I, I'm always looking through the lens of attachment theory, emotionally focused theory, looking at family origin stuff. And so mm-hmm. this question is important because I'll talk to a lot of guys and say, hey, if you're dealing with these kind of self-limiting beliefs, there's a very good chance that it started off in your family origin in your household. So if you weren't affirmed enough, if your father, if he was present, didn't give you confidence to be like, man, you can do it. Don't worry about what everybody else has going on. Don't look for a lucky break. Just work hard. You know, just do things. And uh, you, you start to believe and take on different ideas based on your family and, and right. kind of the input that was put into you. But if you didn't get a lot of affirmation, if you weren't uh, reminded of the good things you did and not always reminded of the times you failed and how miserable you were, because we're already wired to remember the bad stuff, right? right. Our brains lock onto that stuff more, I guess, as a warning to keep us from doing certain things again. The or Survival mechanism. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, a neuroscience of right. things, right? I don't know if that's frontal lobe or cerebral cortex. I don't know where that is. Um, but it's just one of those things where if you don't get enough affirmation and some, somebody confirming, say, you are okay, you can mm-hmm. do it, you will do well, you will succeed, it leads to these self-limiting beliefs. Um, and oftentimes we just don't pick that stuff up. We just think it just it just happened. you know. But like, no, we were trained, in, to so to speak, um, to think a certain way. Right. And usually, again, it comes from, you know, social inputs, family origin, you know, school stuff, you know, peers or whatever. But, well, you know, uh, I often ask the question, does a goldfish know that it's in a bowl? Mm. And if if that's the world that the goldfish knows, mm-hmm. 
um, it's really hard. To, it's going to be hard to convince the goldfish to get outside of that bowl and and and, and maybe look at the ocean that's out yeah. there, the the bigger world. Mm-hmm. And we just because of our family of origin, our neighborhoods, our socioeconomical uh, status. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things just kind of create boundaries around us, limitations, mm-hmm. and you know, and and we just get comfortable with those things, and we don't realize that there's a there's a world beyond that, yeah. and that we can actually believe in ourselves and do things uh, with our lives that we thought, well, I I can't do that, you mm-hmm. know, everyone else can, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's the goldfish in the bowl effect, and and so when we really do this work, we begin to understand that, you know, I, 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 the limits that I have, I put on myself mm-hmm. or people try to put on me. And if I agree with them and, you know, if my parents had told me, you know, you're not smart enough, not good enough, then I, I'm buying into their truth, mm-hmm. right? Which is, you know, the reason why a lot of us don't achieve what we could potentially achieve. And when we talk about mastery, it's about living your life to the fullest and being able to achieve the things that you are meant to achieve in your life. So it's breaking out of that that glass fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. And you are what you think. Right. You know, and if your cognitive reality is I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I can't do it, I won't do it, that's what you'll live out. You right. Know, unfortunately. And again, we it's not a class we take in school that teaches that, but I mean we become you know, self-fulfilling prophecies or victims of our own, you know, belief systems. Right. And we, you know, mastery is about overcoming that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the, so getting beyond the self-limiting beliefs is number one. Number two, did your role models leave you with a belief that you are to be successful or happy in life? Mm-hmm. You know, um, as we're growing up again, we get parented mm-hmm. and a lot of our uh, understanding of the world, our internal map per se uh, comes from initially from our parents mm-hmm. and you know um, if you grew up in a in a neighborhood where there was violence or if there's um, danger out there and your parents say you know don't go out there it's, it's the world is too scary well we we take that in into ourselves we internalize that and, and then that becomes our our, our pattern mm-hmm. and and we see that in our parents and and or we see that in our siblings or we see that in our you know, um, neighborhood or schools, wherever we, wherever, wherever we grew up, you know, that became the model Mm -hmm. to live by. Mm -hmm. And so that sometimes is the problem, Mm -hmm. you know, that we got a a model that isn't working anymore. Yeah. No, it's interesting too, um, to understand like, Hey, if you are fed an idea that's inaccurate or unfair or unrealistic or you know all those different things and then at some point in time in life you have this conflict because you've thought you should be this or you should be that or you should be here or you should be there um and i think we've talked about it before I, I see a lot of guys that are at that point in life especially when you get around 26 27 something about that age group right and you don't feel like you're where you're supposed to be there's a big source of conflict so our role models um one can be beneficial in teaching us good things and giving us a, a road map but if we have role models or people are giving us ideas or things that aren't really ideal or don't really fit in the real world or based on our circumstance or situation or education level, you know, Mm -hmm. different things, it can set us up for failure. And one of the things that's like a a cultural thing for people that grew up like me, look like me from the areas I'm from, same social, you know, I don't know if it goes into SES, but just the idea that, hey, life isn't fair. Mm -hmm. And if I go around believing that life is fair, and then I find that, oh, shoot, there's glass ceilings because of race, because of gender, because of uh, socioeconomic, you know, all these different things. And then I get confronted with these things and wasn't prepared. My, my role models didn't give me the real, like, hey, man, like, 
it's real out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And even with the education, even with this, even with that, there are some things that may be close to you or difficult to achieve or whatever. And you need to be prepared for that so that your world doesn't shut down when you get met with these obstacles. Right. You know Absolutely. I mean? yeah. and, and some of those limitations that society puts on us, I mean, that's why we have to exercise our freedom of speech mm-hmm. and, and, and push those boundaries mm-hmm. because people or society in general may want to limit us mm-hmm. and, and, and say that we can't enjoy what everyone else is enjoying. And mm-hmm. so I'm always for that. I, I believe in advoca- advocacy and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, pushing the limits so that people can have full lives and no one is, you know, uh, we can all share and and enjoy life right and i think that's a great piece about mastering understanding how to leverage your privilege whatever your privilege is or however you are moving in certain circles and have leverage or whatever for the benefit of of everyone you know a lot of times yeah especially in american culture it's about you come up you pull yourself up by the bootstraps you 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 and then you start to have that mentality as you climb ladders and as you grow and as you develop and you forget about the tribe you forget about others you forget about the community and mastery i think to some certain level on a personal level is about leveraging the platform leveraging your privilege leveraging what you've achieved and accomplished for the greater good right um i had a professor many years ago I remember he got up on top of the desk. It was kind of a weird uh, thing. And he screamed at everyone. And he said, you know, if you're not out there and, and um, you know, getting your education, get, getting skills, you know, you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to benefit yourself and you're not going to benefit the community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I came away with is, okay, I'm going to do the best that I can for my life and make sure that I'm taken care of. But then ultimately to be a master of your own life and your own destiny also means that you, you can't be selfish and just um, pull yourself up. I I do believe in taking care of ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Um, Why? Because if I don't deposit into my emotional or, or, or spiritual or physical bank account, or even my, my financial bank account, if I don't do that first, then how am I going to turn around and help other people? Right. And so the idea is that I got to take care of me, but that's not the selfish part. It's the part that uh, once I take care of myself, then I can then you know reach out and help others. Yeah. And and that's what we need to do if we're going to be you know um, masters of our life and and our you know our our destiny. Yeah. So. Uh, Coolio, the the prophet. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the rapper Coolio. Uh, he had a short lived career, but he had this one line in one Is of his songs. Still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he had this quote in one of his songs: "I can't help you if I can't help myself." You know what right, I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. I was about to like go into the rap cadence, so I was trying to. It was like half rap cadence, half talk, but well, that was weird. I would have gone along <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, it was a struggle, but the bottom line is. Uh, uh, it was the name of the song was Fantastic Journey. I think come along and ride on this fantastic. Anyway, but the line, you know, the line, I can't help you if I can't help myself. Right. And the bottom, you know, if I, airplane, you put that mask on yourself before right. you put it on, you right. know, your kid Absolutely. or whoever else is next to you, right? Absolutely. And so it's, it's not a selfish thing. It's about how do I sustain and maintain so that I can go and do what I need to do. Right. Um. And you know, you know, it's called codependency for some people out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, it's when you when we live a life and we're living up to everyone else's expectations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we have family members that think that, you know, your, 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 your life is meant to live for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got to break that codependency mm-hmm. and, you know, learn to live for ourselves and be healthy. So yeah. then we can care about yeah. people. And I think that's important. One of these days we got to do an episode about, are you, do you watch basketball at all? A little bit. 
Well, there's Do I a, look like I watch basketball? I, I don't know. That's right to the audience. <laughs> uh, but there's this guy, Lonzo Ball, um, who just entered the NBA, got drafted, where his dad, LeVar Ball, um, is like like his hype man mouthpiece. Where he successfully managed to you know, get his fame. You know what I'm saying? Of course, he's writing the coattails of his son, but he's just become this mouthpiece. And it's just like, it's a it's a mastery. It's a father-son wounded, you know, right. you know, kind of conversation. But like, he has been able to like make a name for his family based on one, yeah, the the the, the prowess of his sons that all they all play basketball. Right. But the fact that he's a mouthpiece, he's loud. He's been on like wrestling. Uh, he's had cameos all the place, done interviews. He says rude things to people. He's just like like one of the, and it's a real life like not even rags or riches, but like rewriting history we had a plan for our sons ever since they were babies and you know they, they've always they, we knew he was always going to be drafted by the lakers you know and all these different things they're from L, Whoa, you know southern yeah. california but it's just inst- interesting that we're having this conversation about mastery and seeing that you know even when you have a domineering dad or somebody that's kind of shining and taking the spotlight or maybe even hindering because a lot of people feel like he's going to hinder his career because he's going to be in the shadow of the 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 up talk that his dad has done for him and if he like the game last night i watched up until third quarters you know it's, it's summer league or whatever but he was like two for ten or something like that shooting air balls and he just looked <laughs> bad you know what i mean yeah it's like really bad yeah so now you got to live up to the hype that your dad has created right you know outside of you just playing and getting drafted number two overall in the nba draft and so another story for another day but it's just seeing as you know as we become is we enter the journey of mastery, and it's a lifelong thing. So as right. we're in the, you know, the cycle of, of mastery, we even have to overcome, you know, stuff from our past and people that may be well-meaning, but haven't, you know, had our best interest in a sense of, you know, now you, you've set me up for failure in a sense that, you know, if I don't achieve this high level and start winning trophies and championships, that's going to affect your psyche. That's going to mess with you. Yeah, I used to do a seminar, actually, for children of successful parents. Okay. And... It's an, an interesting topic because, and and we will probably have to do this topic mm-hmm, sometime, mm-hmm. but it is actually very hard for children of successful parents to think of a way to outdo their parents. And it's a generational thing. If, you, if we can't do, you know, and I think it, maybe it's a Western society thing, but if we can't do a little bit better than our parents, then we don't feel like we've grown or, mm-hmm. you know, we've moved um, up the ladder, so to speak. Um, and that's where a lot of young people get depressed. Um, yeah. You know, we have some really wealthy areas around Atlanta, and believe it or not, a lot of those young people um, come into therapy because, mm-hmm. yeah, mom and dad has a huge mansion and they have, you know, cars and all that. And, and uh, you know, everything, it looks pristine. And the kid says, well, I've already been driving a, a, a Benz or a BMW and I already live in this big house. <laughs> right. You know, like, how in the hell am I going to have a, a life that's, you know, improves on this or even sustains this? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And 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 there's a lot of depression and a lot of um, fear that comes out of these young people. So that's a whole topic, yeah. you know, yeah, that's so, so you can, you can, you can be ruined on both ends. Yeah. You can have too much or too little mm-hmm. and, and, and have that sort of role modeling and it can be har- harmful. So, you know, I think that it's important for everyone, especially um, for guys listening to this podcast, really, you know, try to, let go of the worldly expectations around you, you know, what the world wants you to believe and go inside and find out what you really want right. and what you really need for life. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the best way to live this life. Yeah.
right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's so, good. so we'll ask the uh, the third question: Did your role models leave you with a perception that you cannot achieve what you desire in your life because you're not good enough, rich enough, smart enough, etc.? Yeah. Um, I think we've talked a little bit about this mm-hmm. already, but it is important to okay, what what kind of internal dialogue do I have? Mm-hmm. Uh, I ask guys, you know, when, when they're kind of beaten up on themselves and they're hard on themselves, whose voice are you listening to? Yeah. And, you know, if if we put them in a meditation for a moment, they may say, you know, I'm hearing my dad or I'm hearing my mother or I'm hearing that coach uh, from, you know, high school, uh, you know, berating me or, or, or telling me I'm not good enough or I haven't done well enough. And and so we internalize these voices and then they become part of our own psyche. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that work we do in therapy is to change the parenting, the self-parenting that we've had, you know. So um, that's part of what I get from this. Yeah. No, I, and it's, it's yeah, like you said, we talked about it a little bit. But I, I think the idea for me is like, you know, when you are in a situation where you can't hear the positive voices or you can't hear right. anything that um, uplifts you. And, you know, that's an, a sign that the role models are the people that um, you've that have poured into you had done a terrible job. You know right. what I mean? It's it's one thing to be a reality dose, right? Now, this is where I wish my role models that I never met growing up, like NBA stars, would have told me different, right? right. And let me know right. that, hey, uh, you're probably not going to make it just based on percentages, right? And right. your height. So when yeah. I was growing up, unfortunately, my role models, Spud Webb, uh, Muggsy Bogues, a lot of other point guards that were under six feet tall. You know what I mean? So I, I always thought I had a shot. Like, you had oh, a hope. Yeah, yeah, there was a hope. Now, mind you, there's a lot that goes into becoming a professional basketball player that I was nowhere near uh, ready for, just in terms mm-hmm. of skill level, desire. My heart wasn't in it. You know, it was just something that everybody in my community was doing. So it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to the league. Oh, we're going to college. Oh, you know, we're going to play basketball. But outside of the factors that I didn't have that, right, that it, that desire, um, was the idea that, my role model set me up for failure because one, they weren't really role models because they weren't in my life, but they were just people that I aspired to be like. But at the end of the day, if there was more dialogue, like, Hey, I'm an exceptional athlete. Yes, I'm five, seven and I can dunk, but there aren't too many people that are five, seven that can dunk. Yes. I'm five, three, right. Muggsy Bogues and I'm in the NBA, but there aren't too many people that are five, three that can play in the NBA. Right. Right, right. And it was a different game back then too. And so it's just like even having unrealistic, you know what I'm saying? Role models or, you know, ideas of what you can become that that that's hurtful. You know what right. I mean? And I don't know how we can instill that into people as they're growing up outside of listening to us and coming to therapy and being in our lives. Right. But I think if you are listening and you're watching, I think the idea is that you have to be. If you're a role model for someone, even if it's unintentional or just in somebody's life, you need to set them up for fail, uh, set them up for success by having realistic conversations with right. them. Not necessarily putting negative things in their head like you're dumb, you're not going to make it, you're never good enough, da da da. But saying, hey, can you have a plan B? Right. Hey, look at your height where you are now. Unless you have a wonderful growth spurt and put you over that six one mark, right? You you might want to look into something else. You know what I mean? Or you're just going to have to work extra hard because there's still guys in the league now that are under six feet tall. But, you know, their, their shelf life is very limited and, you know, just, just different things. And yes, stuff, it's yeah. also it's percentages, too. Right. I right. Mean, it's 1% not, of the basketball playing population. If right. That, right. Right. It's not even Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, oh, you yeah. know, and same way with golfing yeah. or any other sport, yeah. per se. You know, yeah. it's like, well, there's only a, a certain percent. Now, I'm not trying to talk anyone out of it. Right, right, right. But there is, you know, yeah. a, a merit in, in having a plan B or a mm-hmm. backup plan. I, I know a lot of actors and 
people in um, in uh, uh, in theater that mm-hmm. also have a second job or yeah. or maybe a second career mm-hmm. because they love acting, but they know that it's it's a tough gig yeah. and it's hard, you know, and in between jobs and and so they have something else to support their lives and they're happy mm-hmm. and they're doing well but you know there's always this you know a backup plan yeah, right sure. mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah it's yeah. good mm-hmm. so you you want to read the next one yeah um in what area of your life do you like mastery um as in self-confidence um like and this is a perfect question for the aziz and sorry situation and the master none right like right. what areas like are you really 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 behind in mm-hmm. or not doing well in or not being successful and this takes real self-evaluation because it's not one of those situations where where do i get to blame everyone else right, right. where do i get to say this person failed me or my dad didn't prepare me or my mom didn't prepare me or my school was this or my school was that like no like hey regardless of where everything is and what has happened there's some level of introspection that has to take place to say you know what I'm not doing well, uh, you know, with my intimacy, with my relationships, with control of my emotions, with worrying about my future, with fear of the unknown, with figuring out purpose and finding purpose for my life. And that's that's what, you know, mastery is about. And if you see yourself not being able to navigate those things well or negotiate those things well or uh, begin to have positive relationships, if you're always angry, you know, all of these subtle things that become big things over time, that's a self-mastery check. Like you need to you know, check into mastery school, you know, right. come holler at us. You know, I get guys who call me and, and they're really concerned about, let's say they have anger issues mm-hmm. or they got, um, or they're depressed or anxious. And, you know, the first thing that I try to encourage men to do is to think about the, the, these things, not as in what I lack, but room to grow in, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, if you take a plant and you put it in a pot and the roots grow, eventually, you know, that pot will constrain the roots and, you know, you could say the plant could be depressed, mm-hmm. you know, it feels stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, in reality, what what does that plant need? It just needs more room to grow in. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so I look at all these things as areas of, of growth. And if we can really look at that and understand that, you know, we all have room to grow in and we all can do our own work then I think it becomes more of an exciting adventure rather than a, 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 a drudgery, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be really exciting. Yeah. And I think that's a perspective you have to have. I believe, I know that that's a perspective, perspective you have to have. It has to be, um, it, ca- it can't be a drudgery. It can't be boring. It can't be, oh, this is, woe is me. It's like, no, this is what I have to do. This is the work I have to put in. And any growth comes with pain you lift right. weights you get sore you know you you run you get winded but eventually over time one mile becomes two mile becomes three mile becomes 10 miles you know you know i have a guy who mm-hmm. can cycle 70 miles in a day nah, bro Nah, i'm not i don't i don't you. even understand I don't, that I don't, like first of all i don't believe you that's well not, no I, not, I i absolutely you know 70 i mean miles? 70 miles in a day that's crazy i mean he's as lean as all yeah. get out yeah um probably has he you know Six thousand calories yeah, or ten thousand, right. yeah. but he just he seventy miles a day. I'm like, wow, you know. Yes. But that's that's training, yeah. you know. That's what mastery is about. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, um, I couldn't do that. I probably maybe I could someday yeah. if I really put my heart at it. But, mm-hmm. um, but he it's a good example of what mastery is all about. It's mm-hmm. like go to the gym, uh, exercise. You're gonna hurt mm-hmm. in the beginning, and and then you're gonna say, well, I don't want to do that anymore, and that's that's what why we don't become masters exactly. okay it's like there's we can't give up on ourselves that's the 
that's the real issue that I see in a lot of men is we give up halfway. We don't go all the way and really take care of ourselves and do the right thing for ourselves. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's um, it's an amazing experience and the outcome can be really different than you expected. Um, but I'm always impressed by guys that I see who, who really show some level of mastery over I, either a career or, or skill or, or, you know, sport. I think it's really neat to see that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know? Yeah, and that's what it takes. Don't be fooled. Like, we're here to tell you, like, hey, don't play yourself. Right. Because it takes all that, you know yeah, what I mean? But absolutely. it's a worthwhile experience. Right. All right. And so, you know, the last question we'll give you guys is, what are you willing to change and personally give up to attain mastery over yourself and your life? Big question. What's your, what's, your, what's your president say? Ooge, ooge. I don't know. I can't do his voice. <laughs> huge, huge. Yeah. Huge. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is huge. I guess it is. Yeah. It's a big question because, yeah. uh, you know, we will come in and I, I have guys who come in and, you know, they're all about, oh, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm mm -hmm. ready. I need this. And I'll say, okay, are you willing to give this up? And, and you get like a blank stare. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and. And I'm sorry, but if you want change, there are things that we have to add to our lives and there are things we have to subtract from our mm -hmm. lives. And there are things we have to be really willing to let go of. Mm -hmm. And if I'm letting go of negative thinking, it may seem like, oh, I, I, I really want to let go of negative thinking. But in reality, a lot of individuals get so comfortable with their negative mm -hmm. thinking that um, when it comes time to letting it go, they won't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, you know, you know, I'll ask them, you know, how's it working for you? And, right. they'll, and they'll tell you it's not working, but they won't let it go because they don't know, you know, they may fear, okay, well, if I let it go, you know, and I get out of my comfort zone, what's that going to look like? And will I fail? And, you know, we, we, some, some men have shame phobia. So it's kind of like they're, they'll, they'll feel like they'll fail and, and, and shame themselves, embarrass themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting too. Um, and I'm gonna stop saying that phrase. I say that it's interesting, right? Sorry. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to have like an interesting jar. When I say that, I have to put money in the jar. But I think one thing that I've encountered a lot in personal life and in, in therapy is that you'll see guys who will know what the issue is, do the work to overcome it, but then at some point in time go right back into it. Right. Um, and for me, what I found that is that people are comfortable in certain things. And when they feel uncomfortable or when they feel change coming on, they go back to what they know, mm -hmm. right? And it's self-sabotage. Right. It, it does it undoes the work. And it's unfortunate because it's something about human nature, maybe not in everybody, but in some people where it's just, it's just one of those things where it doesn't matter how much I recognize and realize that I'm a terrible person because my dad was terrible, right? Mm -hmm. and, and some of that stuff rubbed off on me. And as much as I say I don't want to be like that guy, or when I recognize that, hey, a lot of my self-doubt or so, you know, comes from a source or whatever. It might be returning to a relationship. It may be, you know, returning to a certain vice or whatever. But, like, we just something about that comfortableness of, of, of whatever that provides or whatever that does for us on some psychological, spiritual, I don't know, mental level. It just it's we just go back to it. You know what I mean? Right. And, I, and I don't know if you've experienced that, but it's just it's a it's a sad sight to see. You've been free for something for so long. You've cried all the tears. You've done all the work. You've overcome it. But then you just just right back to it at a certain point in time. I, I have seen that, and it is disheartening when you see someone who's maybe uh, recovered from drugs or alcohol, and then, you know, time goes by, and then they go back right back to it mm -hmm. because it's a coping mechanism, and they're you know, maybe not dealing with life quite as well as they thought they could. And, and so I think it's so important to uh, 
encourage men to not give up. I have a, a, a lesson that I teach about bouncing back. Mm. And so, you know, we can, I, I say this with guys who are maybe listening here or watching and, and, you know, maybe they're trying to get rid of, um, the addiction to alcohol or drugs and they'll, you know, they'll say, I have three, three months sober or I have three years sober. And I'll say, and, and then they relapse and then they'll say that they have to start over. And, and I, you know, I, I don't believe that I'm, I'm a firm believer in, uh, keep going and keep track of it this way. If you ride a bicycle for three years and you fall off your bike and even if you stayed off your bike for a little while and you got then you decide to get back on your bike are you have you really forgotten mm. uh, you know you haven't forgotten how to ride a bike you just get back on the on the damn bike you mm. know and so you know it's bounce back and the more we fall off the bike but the quicker we get back on it the better and more stronger our resolve becomes and um, our recovery becomes and, and our change becomes so Sure. I mean, I lost 100 pounds at one point in my life. I was 100 pounds overweight. And, um, you know, but there were days when I went out, went ahead and ate that half a gallon of ice cream, which, you know, um, was one of my pleasures. Um, And okay, next day, get back on the bike, you know, get back on track, eat the right food, go exercise, go walk, do the things that I had to do. Mm -hmm. And, and that's how I finally got to a place where now I have healthy, a healthier life. And, healthy habits. Um, and so it's something that I encourage guys to really think about, you know, bouncing back is, is the key to, um, working through this stuff. It's not, you're not going to do it perfectly and it's never going to be easy. Uh, and you will, you know, fall and make mistakes and just expect that as part of, uh, of the adventure, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. that's where I come from. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a legit place to come from. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I shouldn't be doing this program, right? Right, uh, right, right. Yeah. But, but you know, I just say that as encouragement for men who have fallen, uh, you know, and got back into those old habits. Yeah. You, you know, it's a uh, you're replacing an old habit with a new habit. It takes time. Don't get hard on yourself. Don't be, beat yourself up. Just get back up yeah. and get back on the bike yeah. you know yeah and um, these, these things and i will i will i'll let this close but just i was i was thinking as you were speaking like when we aren't willing to give up certain things or to change certain things to be better that shows us where we are and who we are and our integrity and our character and things of that nature and and our vices you know right. it, it's it's our idols you know whatever that looks like that those things that we're unwilling even when we know or somebody's pointing out your life will be better that's that's those are the things we probably need to attack immediately. Right. Absolutely. You know, yes. Unrelentlessly. Right. Yeah. And, you know, go full steam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when we look at the qualities of uh, what it means to have mastery mm-hmm. in our lives, um, I've looked at a lot of uh, what we call new male studies, which is basically um, um, integrated male. Um, you know, we're not advocating for the old patriarchal kind of um, man and we're not looking for maybe the the on the opposite end mm-hmm. of that what we're looking for is balance in our lives and so mastery is really about balance I I, I am a fan of martial arts mm-hmm. and you know it's being able to balance the the energy the chi in in a person um, it's psychological balance it's emotional balance it's spiritual balance it's physical balance all those things that uh, really make us more resilient as men. Mm-hmm. And 
So some of the qualities that I've um, put out here just in um, talking to men, you know, we're looking for flexibility, yeah. you know, being flexible, um, the ability to, uh, you know, not be the oak tree. I often ask guys, you know, what kind of trees grow on islands? And it's, you know, you don't see many oak trees because oaks are stiff mm. and hard. Don't be an oak. Yeah, don't be an oak, <laughs> you know. And why is that? Well, you know, hurricanes come and uh, a stiff tree will snap. It'll break. It'll split. I've seen them. Um, and But the palm tree bends. And, you know, we need to be a man that knows how to be flexible in our mind. That means open-mindedness. Um, that means that we have a capacity to learn from our situation. It also means that we're mindful of our situation and, and we're patient with ourselves and with people. I, I just think some of those are, those are some of the basic qualities there. Um, when you see this list, what do you think of what stands out to you? I mean, I, I think um, I don't want to give it a uh, one to ten. You know, I, mean, right. I think they're all important. But I think for me, one of the things that <laughs> I I don't know, maybe it's just pet peeve or where I am. But I think organization. Right. Okay. I think there's a certain level of organization that men should exhibit. One. That shows that you're able to lead. Right. Right. Um, that you're able to follow. Um, that you're able to compartmentalize things, that you're able to uh, let go of what needs to be let go of, to hold on to what needs to be held on to, that you're able to kind of um, compartmentalize life in such a way that you're not, you know, I mean, it kind of can go into the flexibility too, right? That right. you're not the oak tree, that you're the palm tree. But just organization um, has different levels and, you know, you speak on it too. But I think that we don't give organization enough credit or proper etiquette um that it deserves because you know because a lot of dudes just you know we just like to live by the seat of our pants like just get right. up and go we just, what's today's adventure da, da 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 but you you don't become great you don't become a master you don't you know exhibit mastery when you're just willy-nilly right you know when you're just doing stuff off the cuff and there's a there's a time and place for those things right but if you don't have the ability deep down on some level to be organized even if you struggle with time management all these different things but right. be working towards hey i give guy sheets all the time that come in here you know that they come to see me and they're they're just unable to grasp life but first let's, let's start off with a good bedtime routine right and a morning routine right absolutely let's start there right because you can't you can't get you can't be ready for the next day if your bedtime is off right and you can't you're no good to the world if you're starting off groggy right you know what i mean so you work out of your grog you do what you got to do to have a good morning routine and then at night you got to do what you got to do even if it's like hey i want to be in bed by 10 and i need to start at 8 30 turning off all the lights turning off all the gadgets getting a good bath getting some aromatherapy maybe getting a diffuser and putting in the lavender putting in the whatever smell that you need right. to you know different smells have different ways that it affect you popping some melatonin if you need to you know mm -hmm. whatever works hopefully that doesn't become something you have to do if you have a right. good sleep routine, you know, whatever. But just the that to me is organization. You know, it's not mm -hmm. necessarily this book goes here and feng shui and you know, that helps, but it's it's more so just being able to manage life well, you know. Absolutely. You know, we do need to have priorities in our lives mm -hmm. and and you know, follow, you know, those priorities and take care of those things first. And mm -hmm. um, you know, you build a house, you don't start with the roof, mm -hmm. you start with the basement or yeah, the foundation, foundation yeah. right? Yeah. So I think that a lot of men don't understand that, you know, it's in the small things. Mm -hmm. I know that in the recovery world, you know, it might mean 
learning how to make your bed mm-hmm. um, really and, yeah. and keeping your space uh, neat and clean mm-hmm. and you think well you know isn't that kind of uh, you know simplistic um, not re- in reality mm-hmm. it's it's a way to organize your mind it's a way to structure yourself mm-hmm. we do need routine as men and we do need to you know take care of our priorities and that that's a big part of uh, organization you mm-hmm. know having having focus yeah. and and you know we can use a light to light up a room and that that can be great or you can take that light and narrow it down to a focus and make it a laser and mm-hmm. it can use it as a you know a way to cut things or be more precise right mm-hmm. so i i believe that you know we need both in when we're flexible mm-hmm. But there are times when we really have to be a laser and yeah. and, and and stay focused. So that's wild. It's, it's one thing that reminds me of is I'm see where I need to tighten up on my morning routine, especially with my kids. So I have two kids, right? Like I have to teach them better habits. So right now, my daughter, she we just put her in her own bed, in her in her yeah in her a uh, 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 toddler bed in her right. own room um, last week, and I'm realizing like, oh, you know what? The stuff that I used to have to do, I need to start doing with her now. Make your bed right um pick up your toys do you know just do certain things so that your day starts off well right now just get up and go ah we gotta get right, out of here everybody right. has to leave brush your teeth off mad you rush know? yeah you know you what know. i mean it's like yo stampede wake up <laughs> you know uh maybe i don't know make your bed first or whatever then brush your teeth wash your face whatever get ready for breakfast get your, right. you know what i mean stuff like that right. so so that she'll have an organized life and then when my son gets a face we do the same thing because right. it, i think it starts there at that point yes. in time um, with these habits, with these things. And people may, like you said, you may think it's a small thing to make your bed, but it's it's a good way to start your day just to start off in, 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 in the lack of chaos. I could right. think the opposite of that, but just right. start off in some... Some order. Some order. There right. you go. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, start off in some order. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it is all in how we were parented, so mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're as a parent, you're obviously um, doing something really important for your yeah. children to have a more, uh, a better focus and better organization of life yeah. in the future yeah. you know you, you think well this you know this is you know they're babies and their children you know um it doesn't matter uh, but actually they're getting programmed mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. so you got to put the good programming yeah. in so yeah. to speak right yeah yeah do you want to just uh yeah. f- highlight some few that uh yeah. come out to you here? um authenticity mm-hmm. i think that's really important yeah. you know i'm not going to put out my dirty laundry with everyone, but mm-hmm. th- I got to have people in my life that I can be real with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important even in, you know, our day to day lives just to be as authentic yeah. with ourselves as possible. Mm-hmm. And then with others as, as, as needed and as possible, yeah. uh, you know, having, uh, empathy for others yeah. is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that we can really have mastery over ourselves if we can't empathize with ourselves you know we can't forgive ourselves and then that gets turned around when we can learn to empathize uh, with others and forgive others Mm -hmm. so those are really important um, characters and qualities Uh, you know endurance is important Uh, determination is important Mm -hmm. perseverance is important Uh, courage yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. you can't have courage without fear so you know you're gonna have fear in your life so you know that's why we have courage. Yeah. So these are some of the qualities that stand out to me. Yeah, and I, the two I like is uh, that kind of go together is uh, honesty and integrity. Right. We don't have an, we don't have enough men out here who are honest and have integrity. Right. I mean, from you know getting my car repaired and the guy fixes a part and I'm supposed to get the old part back and he takes it with him because he can 
go there and repair it itself and resell it or reuse right. it or whatever the case may be. Oh, I forgot to give it back to you. You know, just little stuff like that um, to just, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many areas where I, I deal with dudes all the time outside of the therapy room in real life. And I'm like, you're just not, you don't have integrity. You're not an integral person. Right. And it's terrible. You know what I mean? Especially with different lines of work we're in, whether it's police officers, you know, all the stuff that's right. going on. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And just honesty and be like, yo, I messed up. You know, and just being able to own up to stuff. Um, or being able, honest enough with yourself to say, hey, that's not something I'm good at or something I can't do. And that happens right. too, right? Like even if you're a carpenter and you know you can't do something, right? Or if you're uh, uh, you hiring a contractor and they know that's not in their wheelhouse, but they just want that contract. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And then it's a terrible job or they mess it up or it takes a long time. You know what I mean? Just as guys, we have to have integrity and we have to be honest. And I, a lot of young guys that I see, I, I ask them, you know, what's character and they usually they may or may not know but i'll have about a list this is a character traits list right and we go through what character traits are and how you build characters by being doing these things and, and being intentional about doing right these things. absolutely and what i tell them about integrity and i might mix this up some people have different definitions but my thing is like what you do when no one's looking and the, the classic thing i go to is hey someone drops their purse what are your options you know what and, and they usually give me two take it or give it back. When I'm saying, no, there's a third option too. You can also go through it and then give it back. Right. But you know, what right. I mean? Right. But the, the, but the option is giving it back regardless of what the reward will be and not looking for a reward, right. doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. You see, you know, if you're a mechanic out there, <laughs> I've had this experience. Uh -huh. I know you've had this experience, mm -hmm. you know, what's wrong with just having some real integrity. Yeah. And I say that for the benefit of all the other mechanics that have mm -hmm. integrity, mm -hmm. Um, same way with police officers or firemen or plumbers or politicians, you, politicians, presidents, presidents yeah. you know, people with real power and and responsibility, you know, OK, maybe you're not the one that's causing the problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're, if you're part of the, you know, the squad yeah, or if you're part yeah. of the, the good old boys, or, you know, the, the yeah. union or mm -hmm. whatever you want to wherever you are, you know, it's it's having integrity is also speaking up against things that are wrong, mm -hmm. you know, uh, with speaking up against those who lack integrity mm -hmm. and, right. and so holding them accountable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I, I believe there are a lot of wonderful people out there that are public servants, yeah, for sure. you know, and, you know, I give them all my support and love, but you know, if you're in that field and you're not telling on the, the bad guys that are in your field, then you're part of the problem, yeah. not a part of the solution. Yeah. So that's that's what mastery yeah. means to me. Yeah. And it's the same for us. If we know that there's therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists that are that are uh, doing things that are unethical, right? right, or not doing what they're supposed to do, ethically we're supposed to go to them first and have a conversation. Right. But if they don't change their ways and do what they have to do, then then we have to snitch, unfortunately, right? right? We gotta we gotta do what we gotta do because there's people's lives at stake. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, so yeah. whoever you know, if you're guarding people's lives and you're holding a gun or yeah. You know, you're, you you got some other type of responsibility. Yeah. It's it's important that you live with integrity. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's my last story on this. But I've been to a country, which I won't name because I would like to go back. But I have <laughs> been actually, me and my wife almost got arrested in this country um, because we were, she was doing some experiments. Uh, that's why we were in this country, to run some experiments right. at a hospital. We were taking equipment home from the hospital putting it in our trunk and a guard walked up on us and he didn't speak the language uh, or we didn't speak his language right duh right. <laughs> he right. speak English right in his uh, foreign right. country uh, in his native country and he was 
telling our our driver like, hey, they can't take this, and I'm they're they're coming with me, and he's like, no, they have permission from the doctor, and we put the doctor on the phone. He was like, no, you're coming with me, and at the end of it all, we were in his holding cell for three hours. Guys coming in, putting guns on the table, trying to intimidate us, talking slick to my wife. I'm talking crazy to them because I ain't gonna let them talk crazy right. to my wife. You right. know, just all kind of stuff. And at the at end of it all, they were just shaking us down. The key words was, what should we do about this? Right. And I was like, you can have the equipment back. No, what should we do about this? Uh, you can take it upstairs. Like, what should we? And I'm like, bro, I don't know. I, you know what I'm saying? And it didn't right. register to be that we were being shook down until later on. The doctor ended up coming. They still gave him a hard time. The driver was like, yo, I don't know. This don't look good. And the doctor, he was how happy when he came in at first. And then he started to get a little sunk back and depressed. And at the end of the day, like, because this guy that was the guard was so dead set on getting money from us, right, wrong, or indifferent, they were going to go through this long, drawn-out, hours-long right. hours long process of shaking us down because they didn't have integrity. But in this particular country, and that's what this country does, their rulers and their leaders do this to the people. They shake down the people. And they shake, yeah, and the people shake down others, and it's just a, a chain of authority. Right. You know, in a situation where if we'd have just gave the guard money up front, cool, but if we'd have gave the guard's boss money, cool, then they would have split it, and, you know, it would have you know, been a different thing. Wow. But I just, you know, it wasn't in my, I'm like, we weren't doing anything wrong, so I had no idea if I should be giving this dude some money to get out of the situation. And even that goes sideways. You get a guy money, he's like, oh, you're trying to bribe me. Like, oh, man, you just can't win in this situation, <laughs> right? So it's just, you know, stuff like that where you have people that are doing good. We're in this foreign country doing good. We're researching HIV and AIDS. Right. And running experiments and trying to find cures for these things, right? Right. But they don't care about that. They just want that dollar. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and I've had that experience in yeah. uh, other foreign countries as well, especially yeah. one in particular, which I, too, would like to go back to. <laughs> right. So I'm not going to um, uh, blow your yeah. cover, guys. Yeah. But um, but it's important just in general for all men to really yeah. think about integrity yeah. and honesty. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was a good discussion there. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so, And the list goes on, right? I mean, there's, I right. mean, there's you know. We yeah. should probably wrap it up yeah, now yeah, yeah, right yeah um so here it is uh here's some thoughts with mastery and we're going to wrap this up mm -hmm. but i would like for guys to really think about yourselves and think about where you're at in your life um mastery is about living life mindfully creatively and to your highest potential so it's really important to understand that uh, everyone has potential but not everyone lives up to it true okay oh man you know, and, wow. that, and that's a sad part about yeah, it. You yeah, know, yeah, it's like yeah. if everyone did live up to a potential, we'd be in a lot better place in the world overall. Mm -hmm. um, mastery is the skillful ability to navigate through life's challenges, relationships, obstacles, dark valleys and over mountain peaks. Mm. And, you know, it's it's a skill. So like every good skill, we can learn, learn it. And so um, I don't think anyone's really born with mastery. True, 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 true. So, true. you know, it yeah. is a skill, and I think it's important to understand that um, you, you, if you're listening to this, you can achieve this skill. You can develop these skills, mm -hmm. and uh, you can have a, a different life. Mm -hmm. and, and I really believe that. I, I've worked with thousands of men now. I mean, since I was 18 years old, I worked with men, yeah. so uh, guys. And so, uh, and I've seen that once you get these skills, you can really have a different life. Yeah. So it's so important to really believe that you can have mastery over your own life. Yeah. And mastery never comes easy. Uh, mastery comes with learning and applying what we have learned. Learning and applying what we have learned. Not learning just for the sake of learning, right? right? It's right. learning with application. Application. Um, and then we apply our skills, earn our credibility, uh, credibility, excuse me, and manifest integrity through living life to its fullest. Right. Huh. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. I mean, where's the evidence? Right. <laughs> right. Where's okay. the fruit? Where's the fruit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's the evidence? So, yeah. you know, the point is, is you'll know that uh, you're reaching mastery when you have some evidence for yourself and mm-hmm. don't always go for the negatives, you know, scorekeeping. You know, again, this is practicing, uh, you know, it takes time. So, um, uh, you know, give yourself some uh, credit for the work you're doing, even if you don't see change right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's funny, like earn our credibility. Like a lot of people don't think like, you know, again, this is not learning for the sake of learning, but there's also some levels that this is about people in society. Right. You know what I mean? And if, and if you're doing things that are not early earning credibility, but just for your own self gain or to make you look good or to seem as like, oh, he's such and such and such. But, you know, people that know, you know, like, nah, man, if you don't if you don't have the credibility piece and people don't really trust and believe and and have faith in you mm-hmm. um, outside of it being public appearance, then you're not you, again, you're not doing it right. Right. You know? Right. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. So the last one. Yeah. Uh, mastery can be achieved by anyone who is willing and determined to invest in himself. Yes. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that guys think that, well, if I go to therapy, I'm wasting money and, you know, I'll just talk to my buddies. And, uh, yeah, you, you can get encouragement from your buddies if your buddies are willing to listen to you and and um, and encourage you. But the problem is, is that change really comes from, you know, not always hearing what you want to hear mm-hmm. and really going inside and looking and, and, and digging deeply. So... Uh, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a time investment. It's yes, um, therapy does uh, is the financial investment. But mm-hmm. overall, I think that men need to understand that the only way we get better is through this uh, self investment. And it's like the house that you know you buy. You can't carry it with you and go with right. wherever you want. But every investment that you make in yourself, you carry with you and you take wherever you go and so this is a, a very valuable in, investment that's going to carry carry you throughout life so i look at it as a really important thing for men to do the earlier the better i'm always happier when i get guys uh younger guys but of course you know we can do this even if you're in your 50s and 60s mm-hmm. you can do this work uh but it's just so important to do the work mm-hmm. and yeah. make the investment yeah i mean it's it's an investment, and yes. it's a, 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 a worthy investment. We can right. invest our time and energy and resources into a lot of things that don't benefit us right. and don't benefit the community and don't benefit the world. And, again, I don't want people to take home, like, oh, everything that – some people are just regular people. I just feel like I'm a regular guy. You right. know, maybe Me one too. day I'll be more than that, right? But it's just the idea that um, – this isn't about, you know, you becoming some superstar or you becoming, you know, some stud or becoming, you know, the world's most, uh, what is it, the world's most interesting man. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just about, man, making sure that in your circle, in your sphere of influence, in the world that you live in and in the neighborhood that you live in, that you're doing the best you can. Right. Right. And making sure that you're uplifting others and, and doing beneficial things. And, and yeah, I don't want this to become too lofty where guys feel like they can't achieve these things or this is something right. that's beyond their scope. It's like, no, this is for the average guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just making sure that you don't, you're not a, a, a below average in your thinking in your doing in your investing in your living and in, in your life. You know, we can take average guys and give them above average lives. Right. Absolutely. So in closing, I just I, first of all, I just want to say that I like this topic and this topic is is so important for men. And if you're out there listening to us, um, you know, do some reading. There are 
quite a few good books out there. To Be a Man uh, by Robert Masters is, is a excellent foundational book for men to really start working on themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I, I usually give that book out uh, to men. Uh, um, and Masters did another book called Knowing Your Shadow, which is a really good work. And I would recommend that guys get that in uh, Audible. Uh, simply because, and and I'm not getting any royalties here, so I'm I'm just going to plug this book because mm-hmm. um, there are some meditation uh, mm-hmm. uh, guided meditations in that book that will help men get to deeper stuff. But of course, we we would encourage you to, you know, um, look in your neighborhood or look in your area for a therapist if you're uh, really struggling and you need help. Definitely look for a therapist. Psychology Today. Um, uh, has a great website to find it uh, a therapist by your uh, zip code mm-hmm. so, so it's a one way of uh, getting help yeah all right yeah not and everybody you, lives in atlanta right right, right right unfortunately right 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 and i like psychology today because you can just judge people based on how they look no oh, <laughs> don't do that okay please don't do that That's oh funny, my god I, I hear so many right i mean it's just it's a real thing have a good profile picture that's all i'm saying right, right? I, at yeah, least absolutely uh, it's not a dating site okay oh my god <laughs> swipe right uh, for the therapist <laughs> swipe left oh, you're a match okay that's Although, gonna be another show oh yeah it could be it might be an app we need to create right so just here's your therapist no no no, no, no. swipe right for the therapist no 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 <laughs> you're a match no no, no no all right never mind no i don't even want to go there okay, okay all right fine fine i'm just trying to make this money man all right well guys we appreciate you listening and watching um uh you know it's just it's just this is what we love to do you right. know and we're, we want to encourage you we're, we're encouraged by these conversations again i'm finding room for for you know development you know mm-hmm. even in my own personal life um as we're having our conversations and so um this has been our three-part series on mastery we may revisit it again someday but you know again we just looked at what it means to 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 be in control of things, to to navigate the world, to negotiate things, to have a life worth living, and I understand, you know, at the end of the day, and which we want you to understand, you can do this. Yes, you can do this. It is possible. It is very possible. Let go of those um, self limiting beliefs yeah. and do the work. Do the work. Yeah, yeah. and embrace it. You yeah. know, it, it may be hard. It may be difficult. It may seem like it's an uphill battle, but at some point in time. Hopefully things will plateau. Right. And you might have another hill to climb, but you give yourself a little time. Right. But, you know, when you get to the top of the peak, man, it's all worth it. Yes, it is. All right. Okay. Well, okay. I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this has been another wonderful episode of, of Myths and Men. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to a Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770 770- Six seven four zero five five three. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at ofmythsandmen.com. Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com. And again, that's spelled ofmythsandmen.com. Thank you for listening.